Good evening. Today we are learning Maseches Babakama Daf Yud Aleph, and we're starting on the very last of the short lines on Daf Yud Bez, at the two dots. We had said in our in our Mishnah that Pavti Nizko that when a person is obligated, they have to pay the Tashlum of the Nezek. And the Gemara makes a fascinating, gentle distinction, a diuk, I should say. Chavti Benizko Loktani. It doesn't say I'm chayev to pay him. It says Ella I have to pay for the tashlum, for the hashlama of that which I damaged. What's the difference? If I break your car, I don't have to buy you a new car. I have to pay for the difference in cost. You'll keep your car. Uh, you have a $250 deductible. I'll write you a check for $250. That's your pichas. That's what you lost. And that's what the Gemara says is the diuk. And that's halach halamaisa. We find this in, in the Svarim and Chosh and Mishpat. If I damage your, your car, we look at the cost before. We look at the cost after. We do some math. And the subtracted number is what I owe you in the Zik. And that's based on this diuk right here. And says the Gemara on the first of the... Say, the difference in cost. The difference in what it's worth right now. Yeah, so it's what it's worth right now. And the Gemara says, Taninu There's no need for you to repeat it. We already had a brisa because the brisa writes, and this brisa can be found in a Tosefta over here. Uh, we haven't seen it, but if you flip to the back where we have the uh, the Toseftas, you'll see this. Tashlume Nezek, That if I kill your animal, you, the Bailem, keep the animal because that animal has value. And I only have to pay the gap between your dead animal and the value of your animal before it died. So let's say that a cow is worth $1,000. Dead, it's worth $500. You can sell the skin. You can sell uh, the meat to Goyim, whatever the case may be. So then I owe you $500. Minani, Mili, where do we know this from? The Gemara is going to provide three answers. And then it's going to play a, a lengthy bit trichutza to, figure, trichutza to figure out why we need all three answers. <clears throat> Answer number one, two-thirds of the way down, as to how we know that when we cause damage, we're only responsible for the tashlum, for the balance, the difference, but not for the whole cost. Don't say he should pay. He should fill in. He should complete. He should supplement but only for that which is missing, not all of it. If I ding your car, I don't have to buy you a new car. And if I kill your animal, I don't have to buy you a new animal. I only have to buy for you the difference in cost between your animal alive and your animal dead. And this is what the Pasuk means, is that it's really that's answer number one. Rav Kahana Amar Mehacha. Rav Kahana says we have a second Mari Makom that teaches us this idea. Im tarofi tarefi v'ehu aid hatrefa lo yishalim. And uh, if it, if the animal gets uh, gets mauled and killed, and there are edim hatrefa lo yishalim, you don't have to pay the trefa, meaning that the bialim keep the trefa. The animal itself they keep whatever its value is. It is today when an animal is slaughtered, every piece of that animal is utilized sold to the market for different things. Uh, you'll find that the bones are going to be wanted by researchers. The skins are going to be wanted by leather makers. Uh, the, the back of the animal, which we often don't eat because of Nikor Hagib Bechelib, will be sold to the Goyim. The front half of the animal is going to the Yidin. The only thing that we really don't keep is the blood. Everything else gets sold. Everything else gets sold. So here, by Rav Kahana, there's a unique drasha where we reread one of the words. The Pasuk reads, uh, and the Pasuk says, it's not aid, it's ad trefa yeshalim, trefa atzma lo yeshalim. 
I don't have to pay him for the trefa for the dead animal. He's keeping that. I only pay him the balance. And that's answer number two. So answer number one was makanefesh behema, that if I kill an animal. Answer number two is if an animal gets killed by being mauled by another animal. And here's answer number three, five lines into the wide lines. Chizkia amar mehacha. Chizkia says the source for this idea that I only pay the difference between the value of your animal dead and alive is the following pasuk v'amesi yelo that the animal, the dead animal, will be to you. Lenizak, that the animal goes to the person uh, who was damaged. And the Brisa says on this, wait one second. You're saying, you're defining the pronoun of lo to him. You're defining that as that the animal, the carcass, should go to the nizak. Perhaps we should say that it goes to the mazik. So says the Gemara, Amris, lo kachayev, that you would not even say that, says the Gemara. And we don't know what the words, uh, um, we don't, lo kachaya. So says the Gemara, my lo kachaya, what does this mean? Amar if it would have been that nevela de mazik havya, that really the carcass goes to the mazik and he keeps it, so then lichtov rachman ashor tachas shor velishtok, the Torah should have just said that we replace one shore with another, and then there's no reason to say anything else. We therefore see from here that when the animal is killed, that the nizak keeps the animal, and uh, and then the nizak keeps the animal, and that has a value of, let's say, 50% of the full cow. And my job as the mazik is to pay the balance of an extra 50%. Now, we've had three answers. Now, there's three ways to look at this, uh, two ways to look at this. Either there's a machlokas between each answer, or each answer teaches me another layer of truth. And here the Gemara says about 12 lines or so from the bottom, we need all three answers. We need the case of we need the pasuk of, of and we need the pasuk of alone. The Gemara is going to go through the reasons as to why. If I would have only had the first case where I killed your animal, I, a human, killed your animal, that's Mishum Deloshricha. It's uncommon for a man to get so angry that he kills a cow, that other than Shrita. That's not normal. But when one animal gets mauled by another, which is the circle of life, that's how animals get killed in the jungle. So then, I might have thought the rules would be different. Therefore, I needed that case. I needed that pasuk. If I only had the second case, the second pasuk, which was the answer of Rav Kahana, that's Mishum Dememela, because it happens kind of on its own. There's no human intervention. But maybe the first case where we talk about a man, a human being who kills another animal, who kills an animal, perhaps the rules would be different. Therefore, we need bucket number one. We need answer number one of Ravami, which is the Pasuk of Makanefesh Behema Yeshalmena. Vyashmin and Hani Tarte, if I had answers one and two, but not the Pasuk of Amesielo, each of them have a uniqueness, which is that in the first case of the Pasuk that says, that case is lo and the case of an animal getting mauled of tarofi taref, that's a mishum dememela, that happens, circle of life, just the way the world is. About the case, that case where one animal kills another is common, and that there is a certain degree of responsibility and control from the owner. Therefore, I would have thought things were different. So you cannot learn from 
from the first two to exclude the third. Therefore, all three psukim are needed. And five, six lines from the bottom, the Gemara says, what if we only had the last puzzle? By the case of Amesiyelo, that's because my property killed someone. But in the other case, that I, the human, did it, perhaps I would have said that that's not true, therefore it's Richa. Lamaisa, the Gemara needs all three answers. But one thing that we've learned for sure, this is a quick summary point of the last 20 lines. When we measure our damages, we measure in the following way. What was its original value before I killed it? What is the animal's value after I killed it? Subtract B from A and C is your answer. If it's a thousand dollar cow and now that it's dead for all of its parts, it's going to be $500. So then I owe you $500. Let's give another practical case. You take my MacBook Pro and you drop it on the floor and it no longer works. Physically, all the pieces are intact, but it doesn't work. So I can sell that for parts and get some reasonably good money. So if you're the damager, if you're the mazik, you'll say, Phil, I damaged your $1,000 computer, but I know that you can sell a dead computer on eBay for $600. I only owe you $400. That's taka true. They are not obligated to replace the product in full. They're only obligated to pay the pras. They're only obligated to pay the subtracted amount of money from that which it was worth to that which it is now worth. Five lines from the bottom, the Gemara says, Omar le Rav Kahana le Rav. Rav this can't be right. Le Rava. Rav Kahana was a third century. He probably never met Rav. Because Rav was a super early Amora who overlapped with Rebbe. What's that? Huh? You can have Rav Kahana says in the name of Rav. That you can have. But you can't have the two of them talking to each other. So you hear the language, very good. Here the language is, Amar le Rav Kahana le Rav. And the Hagos Fitzionim on the side here corrects it. It says le Rava. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, it doesn't even make total sense because Rava was fourth century, but they overlapped apparently. But you're right. That's correct. It's sometimes Amar Rav Kahana, Amar Rav. That's acceptable. But in a direct dialogue, I'm my presumption is from historical sources is that they never met one another, even though, of course, Rav, Rav is still famous. So I'm sure he was famous right after he died. So the Gemara says that Rav Kahana was speaking. Now we see it's to Rava. The only reason we thought that in that third answer that the uh, money goes to the Nizak, that the corpse goes to the Nizak, the carcass, is because the Pasuk says, But I might have assumed without that Pasuk, what might I have assumed? Hava Amina, Nivela de Mazikavya. I might have thought that without the Pasuk of MACLO, that perhaps, that maybe I would have thought without Amari Makom, that maybe I would have thought that the carcass goes to the Mazik instead. Says the Gemara, that can't be. Because Hashta, let's say that a Mazik keeps dead animals in his fridge. Have you ever been to those, you know, those movies where like they're boxing and they punch carcasses hanging from hooks in a large freezer? So this guy. Let's say the mazik owned one of those places and then he accidentally killed your animal. Oh, you need a carcass? No problem. I, I got a carcass. No problem. So that's what the Gemara is talking about. So Yoivli, he would have just given it to him. Da'amar mar, yashiv, that when we pay someone back, this is a pasuk, bal habori shalem kesef yashiv liv Allah. And we learned earlier, the rabo shve kesef afilusubin didei mi You're going to tell me that, the, that it goes to the, to the nizak? 
you're going to, without that, of course, what are you talking about? I, the guy owns carcasses. He has that freezer in the, in the back of an Italian restaurant, like every movie that we've ever seen. So says the Gemara, therefore, it's true, by the way. No, it's usually Italian. My Bikias in uh, movies yeah. is much better than my Bikias in Shas. That's recorded for, for posterity. Yeah, for the rest of, uh, yeah. the rest of time. We all have chesronos, you know, that's mine. I, it's among my many, I should say. I have a whole bunch, but that's the one I'm willing to share on video today. So, confessions. Confessions by a, by a, by a rabbi. Yeah. So says the Gemara that Didemi Boya doesn't even make sense to make such a deal because uh, obviously it can't be that it would go to him because he could always just pay with Subin. So what's the point of giving him the carcass? He could always give it right back. So therefore the Gemara says, All we're talking about, says the Gemara, is we are obviously only talking about the difference between the original cost of the shore before it was killed minus the current value of the animal now that it's been killed and the money that's left over <laughs> underneath the equals line is the amount of money you have to pay. So says the Gemara on the bottom of Yudam and Beis, Lema, perhaps we should say, maybe there's a machlokas tanaim about whether or not we're obligated to pay. What would the machlokas be? Detanya, the Brisa writes, Im if you be ehu yavi we should be, bring Adam that the animal was nitrifa by itself, and it would therefore be putter. So therefore, uh, that would be one side. And Abishol Omer, Yavi Iduda Lebezdin. And Iduda is actually the Nevela itself. That's what Rashi says three lines down. I've never seen the word Iduda before. I don't know what its etymology is. But Rashi says that an Iduda is the actual Nevela itself. So what do we see from over here? That according to Abba Shaul, you have to give over the Iduda. And according to the Tanakama, you're putter entirely. So therefore, it seems to be that there's a machlokas in regards to whether or not we're obligated to pay the Bechas. Arura. Idura. Three versions of the same word. Our Gemara says Iduda, Rashi doubles down. Tosfo says language, his basic language of the Gemara is Arura, the cursed one. Pirush Shemesa below Bracha from the word Arur. The East Garsi Tosfo says Adura. Kamo Achas Mehena Lo Needara. Correct, it's missing. Uvekuntras Garis Aduda Kamo Yochal Ad. All right. All right. I don't know enough Hebrew, but Mamaisa, uh, whatever the case may be, everyone agrees what it is, that it is the Nevei. I didn't see that Tosvos. Thank you for pointing it out. So here it's possible that we see that there's a machlokas about Pichas Nevela. Do we say that the subtraction that I've been sharing, the total cost minus the damage value equals what you owe, the Tanakama seems to say Pater and Abishal seems to say Chayet. My lab bahokamifugi de Marsovar Pchasnavela Denizakavi, Marsovar de Mazakavi says, No, no, the Kule Alma Denizak. Everyone agrees that the value, uh, that the animal itself, the dead carcass, actually goes to the Nizak. We're only talking about who has to be much reach to schlep the Nevela. Cows are big, sheep are small. But cows are big. Who is obligated to move them? Remember that uh, in our mission, we talk about a shore all the time. Those animals are like a good couple, good couple thousand pounds. I don't know how much a cow weighs. Two thousand pounds. That's not small. Last I checked. 
So says the Gemara, Ve'atanya, after all, what is the Brisa, right? Acherim Omrim, Minayin Sha'al Baal Habor Lehalos Shor Miboro, that the owner of the boar is the one who's obligated to take the boar out. Tamalomar Kesef Yashiv Ve'alav Ve'hames. Look at this language. We don't even read that read it in trup this way. The way we read it is Kesef Yashiv Leave Alav Kama Ve'hames Yelo. But the Pasuk places the comma elsewhere in regards to how to analyze the Pasuk for halachic purposes. What does that mean? That he has to give money and he also has to be the one to take out the mace. What is the case where one is obligated to move the nevela? If you want to say that the value of the animal when it's at the bottom of the pit is one zuz, the aguda, and if the animal were to be on the lip of the pit, it's shavya arba, because you have to work much harder to get the animal out from the bottom of the pit. You've got to pull a lot harder. Remember, pits that kill are 10 deep. So they're 40 inches deep, 2,000 pound cow, like you're better off like making a barbecue. Like it, you're not getting that cow out of there without 10 people. It's a massive amount of effort. So the value of the animal when it's at the bottom of the pit is less than the value of the animal at the edge of the pit. So he has to do it himself. So if the Gemara says, if, if that's what it means, so then if he's doing the work, it's only for one zoos. It means he's going to be the one to do it, the owner of the pit. That really, they're, they're the same value. The animal at the bottom of the pit and on the lip of the pit are worth the same thing. Third of the way down on Yudalaf Amidalaf, Umi Ika Kiai Gavna. Is there such a case like that? Says the Gemara, yes, there is. In Ta'amri Inchi, Kishora Bimata Bezuza, Kishora Bidabra Bezuza. When there's a boar in the city, it's worth a zuz. And when there's a boar out in the desert, it's also worth a zuz. So the Gemara basically says that you tried to say that there's a machlokas about pichas nevela between the Tanakam and Abishol, Kamash Malan, that that's not what they're talking about. That's about something else. And let's summarize again. Pichas nevela is now doubled down again. We tried to say that there's a Tanakama who disagrees. As of now, it seems that nobody disagrees with our math equation. If I damage something of yours, we look at its original value, we subtract from it its current value, and the dollar sign that comes up on your calculator is what you owe. I wonder how it works in secular law. How does that work? If I partially damage your computer, am I obligated to replace your computer in, in American law? Different things. Insurance is not. No, it's not the same thing. I mean, right. you're paying a premium based on what you want. What happened to Michael Shackler? Yeah, we needed him today. Where's that guy from? It's exactly right. Got to bring him back. Larry Chambers would know too. All right. The Gemara says a third of the way down, moving on just a little bit. Amar Shmuel, Ein Shaman, Lo Leganev, Velo Legazlan, Elo Lenizakin. We don't make any of these, uh, you know, small distinctions of pchas nebela. We don't do any of that for a Ganev or for a Gazlan. We only do it in regards to damages. So if I steal something of yours, it's full replacement, right? Huh? That's a mitzvah do to return it. 
And then, and then, if you return it, you don't have to. I before you don't have to pay back the value because. So that's you just have to pay like that little, nas like twenty five percent, right? Um. Oh, you're talking about oh, beheshi vesagzela shergozal. Beheshi vesagzela is not a knas. Beheshi vesagzela shergozal is a mitzvah deraisa. So I don't know that the regular rules of knas apply. I don't know. You could be right. Told you where my bikiyas lies. It's not here. The Gemara says on this that there's a kashua. I'm very good. I know full movie lyrics by heart. I'm very good. This is another reason why Aldaf doesn't want me on their platform. <laughs> we don't understand what... Uh, oh, sorry, I skipped a line. Omer Shmuel says, The same rules apply by Shoah. Now, when he said this line, we don't know if he was comparing them to Ganev or if he was comparing them to Nisakin. We, we don't know. It's kind of dangling in the air. So that's what the Gemara says, the Abba Modali, Abba, my master, which is how Shmuel referred to Rav, which is a real term of endearment. They were equals. But at the same time, he obviously knows that, that Rav was a Talmud Muvak of Rebbe. So the Gemara says that we don't, that that, um, that, that Shmuel adds in Shoal. We just don't know what he meant. So the Gemara asks, When we say Afla Shoal, uh, do we say Shaman? That we in fact, are going to be shaman like we would by Nizakin. Um lost my place here. Uh, shaman, va'aba modali, and my and, and Rav agrees with me. Odil Mahachi Ka'amar, perhaps it's Vani Omer Aflashoel ain shaman, like the case of Ganav and Gazlan, Va'aba Modali. So we don't know Shmuel Shita or Rav's because Shmuel spoke up for himself and included Rav. We just don't know if when he said Shoel. That af shoel, does that mean shoel is like the Ganav and Gazlan, where it's just replaced entirely? Or no, is it like Nizakin, where we do our subtraction and only give the current value? So the Gemara says to this, Toshma, let's try and give an answer. There was a man who borrowed an axe from his friend, Tavra. I borrowed your axe and I broke it. Also the Kami Dirav, and they went and they went to Bezdin and they didn't know how to answer the question. And Phil uh, borrowed uh, Texas uh, axe and Phil broke it. Go pay for a, a new axe. So says the Gemara, What we see from over here is we don't make cheshbonos. It's just replacement. That's all that it is. You ruin the axe. Go to the store and buy him an axe. Even though the current axe that you broke is not new. You have to replace it with a full axe. So what do we see from here? We see that Shmuel must, Shmuel and therefore Rav, must hold that when we say, Af l'shoel, this was a case, a case of borrowing. I borrowed your axe. What do we see? I have to pay in full for that. That means ain shaman. It's in the category, shoel is in the category of Ghana Gazlan. So it says the Gemara, no. That's not correct. And this part of the Gemara we didn't see yet. It wasn't referenced earlier. And that is, Mida Amre, Lay Rav Kahana Ravasi the Rav. Rav Kahana Ravasi pushed back on Rav and said, Dino Hachi? Okay, you want to talk and learning, no problem. But that's really how we paskin. And Rav was silent, Vishasik. So what do we see from here? From Rav's silence, we see, no, there are shita. I'm just going to put words in Rav's mouth. No, I, yeah, there are shitas like that. I was just letting them know that the Mordechai in the back holds that way. But Lamaisa, we don't pass in that way. And Rishasik Shmami, no Shaman, that a Shoal is not like a Ghana and a Gazan. A Shoal is like Nazikin. And therefore, just like by Nazikin, we do uh, original value minus current value equals burden on the Mazik. We would say the same thing by a case of Shoal. And if I ruin Texas, um, if I ruined your uh, your axe, 
we would look at the value of it today. What is it worth right now? Go on eBay and sell the parts. What is it worth? And that is what you would have in your hands and I would have to pay the balance. Is the difference that the thing is no longer usable? No. Like it has a value. The metal is, I mean, who wants to use it? Arguably, it could be melted down. Everything has a value. I mean, whatever. In that case, it would have value. The wood has value because someone doesn't have to go to the store to buy that to burn it. Maybe it's five cents, maybe it's 10 cents, but there's still value. So there are theoretical scenarios where your damage is so severe, and we'll discuss that in the buffers as well, where you completely obliterate it. Mm -hmm. And therefore, your original value is 100, your current value is zero, and therefore you owe 100. But the, the formula is still the same, which is subtraction. Original value, current value, your burden, the Mazik's burden. So you could say the $100 is now worth a penny. I have, not that I have no use for it, but it's not worth anything. It's not my own perceptions. Got in a car accident a couple of years ago. Uh, I sideswiped a car. I totaled the car I was driving and I totaled the car. The parts of the car could have been sold for thousands of dollars, but they billed my Chase credit card insurance. Thank God for that, by the way. Didn't even hit my regular insurance. They bought him a new car. Why would they do that? Okay, so that's not my problem. But it's crazy town. There's, there's a, the some of the tires were in good shape. Some of the doors are in that's good. Certainly all the use. What? Insurance company kept that. Oh, I'm sure. I have no doubt. They sell it off for for people who are going to strip it, and they're going to you're going to use it for parts. So that's what the Gemara is saying over here. Is that as long as there's a value of any kind to answer your question. We do the regular subtraction of original cost minus current value equals the responsibility of the mazik. The Gemara says, how do we paskin in this case? Itmar two-thirds of the way down, Omar Ula, Omar Rebelazar, Shaman Leganev Vilagazlan, Rapapi Amar Ain Shaman. Pilchasa Ain Shaman Lo Leganev Lo Legazlan. So Machlokas about the Ganev and the Gazlan. Avala Shoel Shaman. But by a Shoel, we are Shaman which is against how we just learned our story about Rav. Kidarav Kahana, Viravasi. The Amar Ula, Amar Abelazar. This is a, uh, oh, let me just give some framing here. Uh, we saw a sheet of Ula in the name of Rabelazar, which was this line of Shaman Lagana with the Gazlan. The Gemara is now going to give us six cases of Ula, um, of Ula in the name of Rabelazar. None of them have to do with our Sagya. So we see this sometimes in Shas, that to make things a little bit easier to remember, we had one statement of Ula in the name of Rabbi Lazar. Now we're going to have six more out of left field from another strata, totally unrelated. But it does make the next uh, Amud very quick and very easy, which is uh, at least a silver line. Eight lines from the bottom, nine lines from the bottom. Amar Ula, Amar Rabbi Lazar. Let's say that a placenta partially leaves the body and therefore that's the day of Leda. And part of the placenta left the body, left a woman's body on day two. So how do we count in regards to days of Tuma? Because we know that from the day that a woman gives birth, that's day one of her count of days of Tuma. So says the Gemara, We count day one where part of the placenta um, exited the body and then, uh, and then on day two more exited the body. So on day one, that's when we start counting her Tuma. You're trying to be so stark and so from. You're trying to say that day one, where there was some type of uh, some type of showing of the placenta, that that's the day when we start our tuma. That means that she'll end her tuma a day earlier. That's a chumrah. Her counting will start from day day one, and she'll end on day fourteen. When really, 
maybe her day 14 is on the next day. So it's a chumra da'asili de kula. Says the Gemara, you're correct. Five lines from the bottom. You're right. We're going to be very concerned about this. And really, she can't start her count until the next day. And therefore, she's going to be tmea for 15 days, not 14 days. My kamashmalan. What does this come to teach us? This comes to teach us that there is no partial showing of a placenta without there being a part of a vlad, part of the fetus actually showing as well. And therefore, we presume that on day one, there must have been some showing of a human body of the fetus inside the showing of the placenta. The Gemara says, but why would you need to teach me that? That's an idea we've learned already in Shas. We learned this in... Um, where did we learn this? Because it says over here it's in Chul, and I remember learning it. No, David, memory, anybody? No. Okay. <laughs> so it says the Gemara. We learned this already. Tanina Shilya Asura If you have an animal, you're talking about now, now, now about animals and not people. Yeah, yeah. Let's say that you have a cow, and the cow partially births a calf, meaning it was um, it was uh, so then the halacha is asura be'achila. Why is this animal asura be'achila? We know that if a mother cow is shechted and the baby cow is intact, the baby cow doesn't require shechita. That animal is called a ben pakua. As I've shared with you before, we've learned this in Shas before, ben pakua burgers is the store that my friends wanted to open because you can create a scenario where cows never need shechita ever again. It's fascinating. Because you could take a ben pakua, you shech the mother in the last month of gestation and extract that baby and mate it with another opposite gendered cow that's in the same boat where the mother was shechted right before the baby was born. And those two grow up and mate no more shechita. Because that's where ben pakua burgers comes in. It's actually uh, part of the same pizza chain as uh, yeah, it's Rocket Rocket Barbecue. Yeah, makes perfect sense. So over here, in this case, the Gemara says, "I don't need you to teach me that ain mixa shilya below vlad. I already know this from the world of animals. Why is this animal aser be'achila without shechita? Because the animals already mixas yatsa. So you can't say that it's not not shayach to shechita. It's not a ben pakua. It's a regular animal." And simen vlad beisha, simen vlad bebehema, and but we have a, an equivalency between a woman delivering a child and uh, an animal delivering its child, which is that when there's mixas, then we know that the animal is uh, considered to be a born animal, and therefore by a woman tuma starts, and by an animal shchita is now required. And on the very last line of Yudal Fomenal, the Gemara says, Imi Masnisa, and it's a great question, but we need both Marimakomos. Because if we only had our Mishnah, Havamina, turning to the top of Yudal Fomenal, going to the last word on the page, Havamina, the Yesh Mixashilia below Vlad, maybe Mido Raisa, we would say that there's Mixashilia below Vlad in our case by a woman, where part of the placenta showed, and it was only rabbinic in nature, Kamash Malan, that it's a Din Raisa, just like by animals. That was comment number two of Ula Bar Rebbe Lazar. Here's number three. Why should the first one was our sugya? The second one was mixas shali below vlad. Here's the next one. Yud Aleph from the second line. Vamar Ula Amar Rebbe Lazar bechor shenitraf besoch lamidyom. Rachman alitzlan. If there's a bechor, an oldest, uh, an oldest uh, Rashi over here points out nine lines down. Bechor shenitraf bechor adam. If there's a, an oldest child who's killed within 30 days, 
There's no longer a mitzvah pejon aben if that person, if that baby was killed. Because of the double language, perhaps I would have thought that one's obligated to do a pejon even after the baby dies. The word ach teaches us that we distinguish between a baby that's alive and a baby that's no longer alive. And that's another example of a comment from Ula Bar uh, in the name of Rebbe Lazar. Here's the next one, six lines down. Va'amar Ula, am Rebbe Lazar, behema gasa nikneis b'meshicha. A behema gasa, that is going to be only acquired b'meshicha. Ay v'ha'onon t'nan b'mesira. We see over here that that's only true from another Mishnah that it's given over only b'mesira. Says the Gemara, that shita is hu da'amar ki ha'itana. That's only like the following shita, d'tanya. V'chachamim romim zove zove meshicha. The Tanakama holds that really Mashiach is the way to be Kone a cow. Reb Shimon ben Elazar, Zov Zov Hagba. You have to pick it up. How do you pick up a cow? Not for now. We learned about this in Maseches uh, Kiddushin. Says the Gemara. Next statement by Ula in the name of Rebbe Lazar. Amar Ula, Amar Rebbe Lazar, quarter of the way down. When brothers are splitting up that which they're getting in Yerusha, they have to factor in the cost of the clothes that are on their back. You can't just make a cheshman about what's in the garage. You also have to include the clothes that you're wearing. But the clothes that their children are wearing don't enter the cheshman. So let's create a scenario. $10,000 worth of Yerusha and furniture. In the clothes that I'm wearing as an adult, $250. And in the clothes that my kids are wearing, $450. So the $250 gets factored in and divided among the brothers. But the $450 of my kids does not. Sometimes it's the case that even that that which the person is wearing is not included in the cheshbonos of divvying up the Yerusha. With the oldest brother. They want the oldest brother to be well-dressed. He has to go to court. He has to go to Besdin. He should look nice. And the other brothers are not Makbid. Next case, two more. The next case of, Rebbe, uh, of Ula in the name of Rebbe Lazar. We're about halfway down on Yodala from Ibez. The Amar Ula, Amar Rebbe Lazar. Shomer Shemaser le Shomer Pater. This is an old sugya. We saw this one somewhere. Um, I Maybe not. I can't remember anymore. Shomer Shemaser le Shomer. Let's say I'm watching your item. And uh, without your permission, I give it to another person to become the Shomer. So says the Gemara that you're Pater. I am putter because I gave it to you. We'll discuss why momentarily. Belomi Baya, I don't need you to tell me that a Shomer Shemasa Shomer is putter in a case of a Shomer Chinam Shemasa Shomer Sachar. If I'm a Shomer Chinam watching your item and I give it to someone who I pay, who has a higher level of responsibility, there, there I gave it to someone who has a higher level of Shmira. So Pashat, I shouldn't have to worry too much about that. Even if it's the reverse, even if I'm a Shomer Sachar, I'm a higher level of responsibility and I'm watching your item. And then I give it to a Shomer Chinam and say, I'm not going to pay you. Proper, person number three, you watch this item. Even there, even so, you're still going to be putter. I, why would it work if I'm lowering the, you paid me to watch your item. I gave it to someone to watch for no money. So if it's guru, why would I not be held accountable? I was irresponsible. I gave away your item. The Gemara explains, because I gave it to a regular human being who's a responsible person. The money doesn't make him a mazik. If I don't pay him, it doesn't make a shomer chinim into a mazik. He's a regular guy. 
Rava disagrees. Two thirds of the way down, Rava Amar Shomer Shemaser the Shomer Chayev. Um, that really it's the opposite. A Shomer Shemaser the Shomer. If I take your item and I give it over to someone else, I am liable for anything that happens to that item. And says the Gemara here too. Below me, Baya. I don't need you to tell me that you're going to be Chayev. That I'd be chayef for having someone else watch your item in a case of a shomer sachar shemaser the shomer chinam pasha. That's true, says Rabbah. When I give it to someone who's going to watch less of it, degrue gar lishmi raso. For sure, that person's going to be chayef. Ela the chiddush of Rava is that afilu shomer chinam shemaser the shomer sachar chayef to amar at mehemnis li What are you talking about? You can't give my item to somebody else. What are you doing? I asked you to watch my item. I don't care if you give it to the president of the United States. I don't care if you give it to the to the to the to a vault in a bank. You have no right to give my item to anybody else. You're held accountable. So says the Gemara. Hi, I mean, you give me a promise, but I don't know the other guy. No Naaman. So Machlokes and Rabba. What? Why would that be an improvement? Um, because it says in the Torah that if you give it to Rabba, says you give it to and not is the shvuah of the Talmud the same as the shvuah of the Rebbe? Meaning what Rava is saying over here, great question. What Rava is saying over here is that it's not fair if I, as your Shomer, let's say you're the owner, you say, Rabbi Karish, I want you to watch something for me. I say, no problem. I'm watching it and then I give it to somebody else. Rava says, you're chayv. And why does Rava say you're chayv? Because you, Rabbi Samberg, only made a shvua with me. I promised you I'd take care of it. But if I gave it to David Merzel, so David, you and David don't have a shvua. So I don't know how to answer your question. Uh, but if the if the pressing point of the Gemara is a shvua, so then if the shvua of me transfers over to my Talmud, so then yes, it should work and be putter. That's true. But if the shvua is different, so then it would not work. I don't know if I'm right, but from the Gemara, it seems that way. <clears throat> Last little sugya of Ula Amar Rebbe and then we're going to stop. Says the Gemara of Amar Ula Amar Rebbe Lazar. Hilcha, so the halacha, the halacha is Govin Min Ha'avadim. If you owe me something, I'm allowed to collect from your Evet. Amar Le Rav Nachman Ula Amar Rebbe Lazar, Afidu Miyasme. What about collecting from Yasomim? Lo, says the Gemara, that's not correct. Mine, only from him, namely, only from Avadim. Says the Gemara, Minei, if that's true that I can collect from this guy, so it should obviously be the case if I can collect from Avadim, because if I'm allowed to collect Minei from the owner himself, I can even take the coat off of his back. If you owe me money and you're shirking your responsibilities and I really like your Brooks Brothers jacket, I'm just going to take it and it's mine. And that's totally allowed. So for sure, it would be true by an Eved. And says the Gemara, what are we dealing with over here? The Gemara says, where I specifically established my Eved as someone who can be collected from. Rashi, two lines from the bottom says, Over here is what I'm talking about. It's a play on words, a notricone, as we know from Shas. But the Gemara means, is that this Eved can be collected from Balchov go vehimenu. And if I owe, if you owe me money, I can collect from the Eved. Says the Gemara, Shora Aputiki Umecharo. Let's say the shore was an Aputiki. I, I made my shore, my $2,000 shore. I made my shore the thing that you can collect from. And then it was sold. Ein Balchov go If I sold the shore, 
let's say I owe you, you owe me money and I go over to you to collect and you say, well, I did have a shore that was an apotiki, but I sold it. So then I cannot go get from that shore my taima because ha is kala. There's a difference between an eved where there is a coal and the ha less kala. but by an animal, there is no coal that I made it into an apotiki. And those are the differences. These are the six cases of Ula in the name of Rebbe Lazar. We'll stop right here. Mir Tashem, tomorrow night, for those who will be here, we will have Daf Yomi starting at the top of Yud Bez Manalif at the first word, wishing you all a beautiful night. Mm-hmm.